Well, hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 94. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. I am always looking for ways to feel more on top of my day. It really bothers me when I feel like I'm just kind of barely getting by, or even worse, I feel like I'm drowning. And maybe you can relate to that. And that's why I'm very excited for today's conversation with Michelle Bird. And Michelle, she is the host of the Busy Vibrant Mom podcast. She's also a mom to three elementary age kids and wife to an amazing guy. And she helps working Christian moms stay organized and use time management tools so they can have more hours to pour into themselves and their families. And today we're going to be talking about five productivity hacks to help you stay on top of your day. And one of the things I love about our conversation is that Michelle has some tips if you are a mom that has little kids at home, also if maybe you have elementary or older, and perhaps you're working from home or working out of the home. So she really is giving us more like 10 hacks because she's able to really speak well to those different seasons of motherhood. And before we jump into the conversation, I just have two quick reminders. The first reminder is about our 100K giveaway to celebrate 100,000 downloads on the podcast. And I really hope that you'll take the time to enter the giveaway. Sometimes I have these giveaways and no one enters, but like this is for a $100 gift card to Amazon, people. And you can get necessities, you can get gifts, you can get a little something for yourself, whatever you want. But don't think that everyone else is entering and you're not. So make sure that you enter. There's more information in the show notes and you can leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Or if you've done that already, you can show me a screenshot of you sharing the show with a friend, texting it. So you have to make sure to email it to me and all the information is in the show notes today, but I'll be announcing the winner on January 30th. And the other quick announcements I have are about two summits I am participating in that I really want you to take a look at. The first is the Simple Change Summit with Sarah from Simple Intentional. One of the other speakers is actually also Desiree Endress from Minimalish. We've had her on the podcast before. And the second one is the Chaos to Calm Summit with Deanna Yates, who is the host of the Wannabe Clutter Free podcast. So I hope you will check both of those out. And without further ado, why don't you grab that notebook and pen and we'll dive into the conversation with Michelle Bird. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life in motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I am extremely excited to talk to you today. Awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. 
Yeah. You and I, we love serving and helping overwhelmed mamas. And we connected through podcasting and kept saying to each other, we need to do a swap. We need to do a swap. (laughs) And like a year later, we're doing a swap, but that's good. It's finally happening. And I would love it if you could tell us about yourself and your family and how you serve moms specifically. And if you ever have any copious amounts of free time or even just a couple minutes of free time, what you like to do during that time. Oh, I love that. So I'm a mom of uh, three kiddos and they're now in elementary and then uh, middle school and soon to be in high school. Our oldest is 13. So she's in eighth grade and we're kind of thinking, oh my gosh, she's going to be in high school next year. So that is where we are as far as children and uh, activities and after school things and all the busy stuff, right? So I, I'm married to a wonderful guy who does all the cooking. He's, I know, he, that's incredible. And uh, yeah, and so then I work from home by doing podcasting and time management coaching and all kinds of fun stuff. And if I do have free time, I love to go to the gym. That's that's like my happy place. I go and work out in the morning, see some friends, get like the adrenaline's pumping and like, okay, my brain's working because I'm not a morning person. And then I come back and I'm nice to everybody. Yes. I need to get my workout, my daily walk or something in so that I can start my day and like you be friendly to everyone. <laughs> so that's good. We have lots of good self-awareness there. And I know that you and I kind of starting this podcasting and coaching journey came from some of our own overwhelm and struggles and things that we have dealt with in different seasons of motherhood. And you're a little further along than I am on the path as far as ages of kids. But I always ask the question, can you tell me about a time and it could be today or it could be five years ago when you felt completely overwhelmed in your motherhood and what was going on at the time? And what was that moment when you knew something had to change? As I like to say, the waving the white flag and surrender and you had to do something and what did you do? Because I know that impacted kind of the work that you're doing now. So I would love to hear about that season of your motherhood. Oh, well, thank you. Um, Yeah. So I just, I think I felt overwhelmed pretty much every day when our kiddos were little, when they're each 21 months apart so that they're pretty tight in age. Uh, So when they were little, it was a massive amount of like cleaning up, keeping them busy, you know, being, doing all the things you felt like you were constantly moving and doing stuff. And so it could it felt very overwhelming, happy, overwhelming as I look back at it because they're little kiddos, but um, always overwhelming in the moment. And so I think just with that came just a heart for helping moms, because for me, systems and routines and being organized comes easily. And that's really what I leaned on when I was overwhelmed. I leaned on systems. I leaned on having a morning routine. And so that really helped me and helped me know like what my kids needed and what I needed and helped us kind of get through the day. So that really like 
sparked, I think, wanting to help other moms, like wanting to make it easier for them. This was how God wired me. But I was like, God hasn't wired other people this way. And I know that's hard for them. So let me see what I can do to help. Yeah. And I just remember that prior to connecting over podcasting, you and I connected because we were both part of Chelsea Joe Moore's Systemize Your Life group, which I talk a lot about on the show, just what a huge help that's been to me. And I know that systems and being able to simplify routines, take away those unnecessary decisions, right? That decision fatigue that we deal with as moms really helps in order to get through the day and just not survive. Although sometimes we are in those survival seasons. I only have two kids that are 20 months apart. So I'm thinking about <laughs> I had a third, like, oh my gosh, I don't know how people do it. But yes, it's something that it's like, okay, you kind of have those things, that foundation in place, and then you can make those tweaks. And today we're going to be talking about five ways to stay on top of your day or five steps, even if you feel like you're drowning, which I hear from so many moms, just like, I'm just drowning in the day-to-day my work, the house, the activities of my kids, trying to be there for them as a mom, trying to actually spend time with my husband. Like it's just so much that we're juggling. So I would love it because we have all the clutter, our physical clutter, our to-do clutter, our mental clutter. You know, if I was a good mom, quote unquote, I would be doing this. I should do this because a good mom does that. We have all these stories in our head that really impact that overwhelm as well. And I would love it if you could tell us these steps as far as like, if we feel like we're constantly reactive and putting out fires all the time, how do we kind of take that first step and the next step in order to regain that control and to be able to put some of those systems in place like you were talking about? Yeah, I love that. I think it's really hard not to feel overwhelmed. And then if you find people that see, you know, are on Pinterest or Facebook or whatever and seem to be the perfect, you know, never overwhelmed, everything's happy. I think they're just not showing it. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm like hearing me like, that's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> yeah. So I think to give your um your audience and your moms just some grace that they're not the only ones that everybody is overwhelmed, whether they show it or not. (laughs) So I love just productivity and making sure that we can have some tools in our back pocket that we can use at different times. So talking about kind of five productivity hacks of helping you kind of stay on top of your day, we'll just start with the first one that I mentioned of routines and structures are your friend. Now, some people I know, you're kind of like, this feels overwhelming, like I don't have any freedom, but really if you embrace structure, it will make your day easier. You'll know kind of what your kids need if they're little, Uh, you'll kind of know your routines as kind of a working mom. If you are working and have um, older kids, you will be able to know kind of your time blocks for the day. I know Chelsea talks a lot about different time blocks, but time blocks are really just for sectioning out your day and figuring out, okay, I have a kind of a morning routine and then I take my kids to school and then I have like a work routine in the mid morning and then I go get my kids. And then what happens after that, you kind of have like an evening routine and then 
like a later night routine. But just routines and structure can help you map out your day a little bit more and be intentional with your time. But they can also give your brain a break, (laughs) which sounds kind of weird. But when you're in a specific routine or a structure, you don't have to think about what that next step is. You just kind of know, okay, we're going through our morning routine and this is what we do in the morning, or we're going to the park with little kids and we're going to get out of the house somehow in the morning and then come back. (laughs) Like you just have more of a routine and a rhythm and it just really helps. Yeah. That's number one. I'm a big proponent of that. And I I don't know if it was Chelsea. We're going to just give her credit for everything. (laughs) But I feel like I heard someone say, like, even if you, your routine, if you say like, well, I don't like routine, that's boring. It's constrictive. I don't like it. Chaos might be your routine because routine is just what you're doing all the time. So if you're just in a chaotic state all the time, you have a routine. It's just chaos. So why not, you know, have that be actually something structured? And it can be, like you said, it doesn't have to be so like, well, at 10.02, I'm doing this. And at 10.10, I'm doing this. It can be more of that flexibility, having those flexible routines. But I think also it's so important to be teaching our kids this. And for my boys, they have their morning routines. So when they wake up, we pretty much say to them, okay, now it's time to do your routine. And they know what that means, right? So they know that those are the steps that need to happen from when they wake up to when they go to the bus. And then if they want to have that iPad time, there needs to be the routine finished before they can have that, for example. So that's something that we can model, of course, but then also it's good, I think, to be able to teach our kids that at a young age. Right, right. I think that's that's just huge because you are, as you said, you're teaching your kiddos that and you're not even realizing that that is helpful for them to be able to put things in a specific box of this goes in my morning routine. This is what we do in the morning. will help build those rhythms and build those systems for later when they're in college, hopefully. And like, you do have to eat breakfast in the morning. (laughs) Like that's part of your morning routine that you're automatically just teaching them. Yeah. Launching them. I always keep remembering that. Like my goal is to help launch them into the world. So having those routines in place is helpful. So I'm excited to hear productivity hack number two. Um, Number two would be, now this just depends on if you have kids at home. I don't know if most of your listeners have kiddos, like younger kiddos at home, or if they're kind of elementary kiddos who are at you know at school and you have more time during the day for yourself. I think that just flips the switch a little bit about what helps you be more productive versus the other way. So number two would be if you have kiddos at home, it's more of kind of rhythms of rest and uh, finding your rhythm, I think is really key. Whether that be daily or weekly, figuring out when you're doing errands or play dates or going to the park or when your kids need to nap. I think it can be really helpful to have kind of that rhythm of like, we go play in the morning, we go do something, we have lunch, and then we rest in the afternoon. And then we do our next thing. Or maybe your kids are morning nappers and you, you know, have a different rhythm in that season. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. I was just going to say that um, productivity, we don't usually think about productivity and rest and how those are both needed, you know, one for the other. But I also know some homeschooling moms that they're able to structure their days with that rest in the afternoon and they can have kids that are maybe elementary age, but it just transitions from that nap time to then that rest or quiet time. Right. Right. And that's so important. Even our kids now, they need a little bit of rest time when they get home from school, like a snack and maybe a book for a few minutes and then jump in their homework. They need like a little bit of a dip. And sometimes that's even just driving home and taking a minute. But I think that rest is so important. And for moms who are working, I think just being set up for success while your kids are gone, uh, making sure that your workspace is clean and tidy, that you're working through maybe a task management system that's online. So you're kind of working through what you need to do for that day, having other tools like a paper planner so you can visualize and see your week, but finding the same thing, finding that rest and those rhythms. When is your work block? When are you kind of getting stuff done? And when is a time where you're like, okay, I'm going to go pick up my kids. That's essentially rest. I'm driving there. (laughs) I'm not on my computer, you know? So finding those different, uh, just that rhythm, I think is key. Yeah. And I know for myself, even though I've been doing the podcasting thing for a little over a year now and recently changed to two episodes a week, which has sort of changed my work blocks quite a bit, but using that task management system where I have my workflow and then I don't have to think about it. Like you said, you're freeing up that brain power to be able to sit down and you know exactly what you're doing and you're able to hopefully focus on that and then say, okay, I can now leave this and be able to transition to that picking the kids up after school activities, dinner, that sort of thing. So that's been huge for me, just like you said, to have the planner, but then also that um, digital task system in order to figure out the work block instead of being like, what do I feel like doing today? Because we have such limited time. We want to make sure that we're being as productive as we can with that work block too. Yeah. Just setting yourself up for success, whatever you can do to make sure you're on top of your day. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Number three, so if you have little kiddos, I think it's really important to kind of lower your expectations, to give yourself some grace in that season, that this season will pass, that you're just not going to be as productive in this season. And um, it just might be a season when your to-dos are, are very small and you are just surviving that day and you are feeding these kiddos and helping them um, just to know that it's a season and not to, as we said, know that you're, um, that you're not the only one that's overwhelmed, that everybody is overwhelmed. So I think it's uh, just key to lower kind of your expectations in that. And with kind of working moms, I think uh, minimizing the distractions is one of the keys to being more productive whether that be putting your phone on work mode. I know I typically do that because I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) And not maybe, as we said, jumping from task to task, a task management software, as we said, is a huge thing because you can keep on task with that. I know what I like to do if I'm on task with one thing, I 
um, find that instead of being distracted, like me as a mom, things come up, right? You're like working on one thing. Maybe you're recording a podcast or you're thinking about things and you think, oh gosh, I need to make that doctor's appointment. I need to like figure out this other thing. I need to call the school back about this. I need to fill out this form. So I have a piece of paper or a pad of paper next to me. And so then I just write down all those to-dos that are kind of floating around in your head instead of pausing and taking time to go do them and come back. Cause then you, you're just sporadic. So I think that that's a huge thing for minimizing distractions. Cause once you pick up your phone, then you're going to like, Oh, I have to call this person, but then I check this and then I go here. And then an hour later, you're like, what task was I doing? Yeah. That happens to me sometimes like, wait. And sometimes it's even physical things when I'm like putting away laundry. And then I find myself in like the bathroom, but doing, I'm like, well, how did I end up here? <laughs> oh, but I love the lower expectations because I have done that over the years with meals specifically. And my husband, bless him. I'm like, by the way, are you okay with oatmeal again? tonight? <laughs> he's like, sure. You know, he's always been very supportive knowing that I don't need to put this Pinterest perfect thing on me, this weight on me, that sometimes, yes, I'm going to have a meal that's a little bit more chef, you know, worthy. I don't know. But a lot of times it's just going to be like scrambled eggs and oatmeal and that's okay. And he's okay with that. So that's been a blessing. And yeah, distractions are a huge thing. I love this, Michelle, because you're giving us, like you said, the tips for moms in different seasons. And I feel like my listeners do straddle those different seasons of motherhood. So this is really helpful. Can you hit us with number four, please? Yes. So number four. So if you have kiddos at home, I think planning out kind of the things that you'll need to concentrate on for when the kids are asleep, I think is key. Like what key things do you really need quiet for that you really need to get done? If you're a work from home mom that has little kids and you're trying to record or you're running a podcast, or maybe you're working as a VA, you know, online or something, doing those key things, planning out, okay, I'm going to get these three tasks done while they are napping or I'm going to get these three tasks done after they go to bed, I think is just really key being having everything set up and ready to go. So you know exactly what you're going to work on because you have such limited time and space that I think that's, that's huge. And then working on other things that uh, while they're awake that you can do, for example, like I used to work on cleaning or decluttering or organizing while the kids were awake because that I don't need silence for. And they, we, they can be running around and like making a crazy mess or we can take out all the toys from one area and declutter them, you know, as they're playing with them or however that works. So kind of figure out what kind of things you need quiet and really like small time for, you know, that you can put in those little crevices and then what time, what other tasks you're like, this is fine. I can do this while they're running around and screaming. And then for number four, for working moms, when you have your kiddos in school, I think it's really key to stay productive, to have some goals for the week. I find that it's too much to have goals for it's good to have goals for the month and the quarter and that kind of thing, but sometimes, and sometimes the day, but I think having goals for the week is kind of the sweet spot of like, okay, 
I'm just going to focus on getting these three big tasks done in my work. What will kind of move the needle forward? And so having those three goals you're just kind of focusing on is key because it helps keep you in a straight line as like a work from home mom, because it's so easy to get all over the place. I think also within a week and you have that flexibility, if something doesn't go as planned or last week, I got a call from the school nurse three days in a row (laughs) between my two children. And so you never know like, okay, I have a sick kid or, you know, something happens, I have to pick them up and just being able to have that flexibility within the week. So if you don't get to finish that goal on a Monday, then you're able to hopefully shift that to another time. And I agree that especially with the kids at home and the nap time plan, I love that because we have limited energy and we're always trying to figure out, okay, what's the best use of my time? Yes, but also is the best use of my energy. So being able to pick those tasks that require, like you said, the quiet, the focus, where you don't want the interruption, being able to map those into those time slots uh, is really, really smart. Oh, this you know, you're actually giving us more like eight or 10 tips because of the, the stay at home, you know, little kids and the slightly older kids. I'm loving this so much. Okay. Tell us number five for the, both, both sets of uh, mamas out there. I was, yeah. So it really does just depend on your season in life because your kids reflect that you can, you just have the capacity to do more when they're in school and your needs and your routines are just so different when there's just so much younger. So number five for moms with kids at home is community. So I found this to be key having other moms to share kind of your mental and physical ups and downs in your day was just key. I know I loved going to mom meetup groups at the park and it would be the same people each time. It was like a group from our church. So you'd get to know those specific five or six moms and their kids. And you could text them like, my kid's sick or we're doing this. I don't know how to figure out this. And they could give you information. Or we also, um, I really love the mops groups. They just recently changed their name. So now they're like the mom co. So if you go and hang out with them, I loved their community. I have to say, I like, that's what got me through as a mom, just looking forward to you hang out with a bunch of moms. They take their, your kids to daycare. It's usually at a church. You get amazing speakers that usually come and talk about topics that you're currently dealing with. You're able to just sit and chat with other moms. And for our group, we usually took turns bringing food. So you would have like just a brunch with other moms. And that would usually be your only meal for the day. Like you would eat that and that would be breakfast and lunch. And then it would be nap time and your kids would go to sleep and you like had the rest of the afternoon to do what you needed to. So community, I think is just key for moms with kiddos. Yeah. I just want to say real quick that I am a former MOPS mom, and then I'm actually part of their speaker network. And so when I go and speak to MOPS slash mom co groups now, I just remember that. Like I remember just being able to connect, to be able to not have a kid hanging on me. forever. And so it just really is a blessing now to be able to pour into those moms in a different way. But yeah, community, especially when you have littles is, is, is so key. 
And then for moms, working moms, I think with kids in school, I think routines are key because I think a lot of times we do just get sidetracked, especially as work from home moms that you are your own business. And so I think it having routines helps you jump back into the work mode, even if you get distracted or you get off course or you had to take your kid to school late and then you get back to your work walk late and your day doesn't start the way you normally would start it. I think jumping back into those routines will help you like kind of mentally catch up where you're like, oh, okay, it's 10 o'clock instead of eight o'clock, but we're going to, we're going to go into this routine and start getting things done. I think that helps your brain just jump back into where you were or where you usually are. And so I think that kind of keeps you more on track. Yeah. Yes. Routines. And like we've talked about in this episode, just the flexibility. So if it ends up being a couple hours later, you can sort of look and say, okay, this is normally what I would be doing. And now I just prioritize the rest of my time and how do I want to shift things? So that's really great. And I'm going to attempt to summarize (laughs) before I ask how people can connect with you. So we have routines and structures, rhythms of rest, Set yourself up for success if working from home. Lower your expectations, minimize distractions, have a nap plan and a when kids are awake plan, have weekly goals and maybe have some flexibility within that. Seek out community from other moms and stick to those routines, understanding that you can jump back in pretty easily. Did I cover everything? I hope. Ah, (laughs) I was taking copious notes. Okay, well- Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on the show. I'm so glad that we were able to do this. I know that these mamas are going to be so blessed by all of these tips. And I would love it if you can tell them where they can connect with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you can find me on the Busy Vibrant Mom podcast. And then also my website, which is just my last name, B-Y-R-D. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E.com. And on there, you'll find all kinds of information of how you can get a hold of me, connect with me, work with me, all that kind of stuff. So, and there's also um, a free gift on the front page of just being productive, a productivity planner, kind of that will give you some tools in your day that you can use. Yay. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure to link to those in the show notes. So thank you again for coming on the show. It was such a pleasure talking with you. Oh, it's so fun. I love it. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you. 